Welcome to my second podcast, Mazahood with myself, Maz. Thanks for listening and uh, thanks for all your support. So last week I um, talked about, well, really basically gave a rundown of myself and why I'm doing podcasting and how I got to where I am right now. Not that I'm anywhere, I'm at home on my kitchen bench with my uh, one and a half year old asleep and my teenagers are out. So (laughs) that's my life right now. But um, so thank you for being with me. So last week I mentioned how I lost my mojo and was going to talk to you also about becoming a parent uh, for the second time. It feels like, even though it's the third time, it feels like a first time parent, should I say, because I'm starting all over again. So just to refresh, I've got an 18 year old and a a 16 year old and a one and well, 14 month old, 14 months, yeah, she's a little baby. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was so shocked. And the funny thing was, um, we were talking about it with my kids, like as a joke, with the older ones saying, you know, what would you do if you found out I was pregnant? And they're like, oh, mum, you can't be pregnant, that's embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. You know, how kids feel about it, teenagers. And then when I found out I was actually pregnant, which was only like a month or so later, and me and my husband were like, how are we going to tell them? Remember what they said? And we're just kind of nervous about telling them, like, oh, how's this going to go down? They're going to just, they're going to hate us and they're going to hate it. And then when we told them, they were so excited. I, I couldn't believe it. And I thought, oh, are they, like, just doing that because, you know, they're not sure. But because I like to play pranks on people occasionally. And I guess they just knew and they were really excited. And it's funny because my older daughter said she never wanted to have kids and she doesn't like kids and things like that. I get it, you know, a lot of people don't. They can be a little bit um, annoying, especially at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But um, she has fallen in love with Jacinta, as has my son, they both have. And so parenting the second time round or or third time or the first time, which it feels like, although there are these two older kids is amazing. And they've been amazing. My daughter often will babysit for us. I don't normally leave her uh, with Jacinta being awake unless, you know, I've got something important I need to do. But she has she has minded her a few times. When she was younger, she was a little bit easier to look after because um, she'd sleep longer. So <laughs> but now she's only having that, you know, hour and a half, two hour day sleep. So there's not much time for me to get out and get some stuff done. But I have to admit, if they're here... Um, and I said, I've got to go get some milk or bread or whatever it is. Go, go get my nails done. Do you mind if I just go get my nails done? And they're, they're like, oh, okay. But if she wakes up, I'm calling you up. Because she can be a little terror, little Miss J. But um, it's, it's been really great. And I guess for Jacinta, it's almost like having four parents. So she's got her cool, you know, well, we think we're cool parents, but we're the parents. And then she's got this cool brother and sister that uh, are like little parents to her. Like she doesn't know any better. She doesn't really know, understand at this point in time what they are. It's just these other two people in the house that talk to her and play with her and teach her and, and they're adults. They're not little tiny tiny kids that, you know, to fight with her over toys or whatever it is. So it does feel like a first time um, parent again, but obviously I've got those two other ones. So it's been really great. And a really funny story, um, oh man, it would have been like over 10 years ago now when I first got into radio, basically. And I was working at um, ARN on the community switch, volunteer work, of course, you know, that's pretty much my life. Anything to do with radio is very hard to get into, lots of volunteer work, but that's okay. I met a lovely lady, I think her name was Jen, baby brain, I think it's Jen. And she was like my boss, I guess, like I had to answer to her and I sat with her most of the time and 
she you know gave me what to do for the day and so basically it's what's on page so I had to ring people at different companies and find out what's on blah 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 and put them up on the website which I enjoyed and got to meet you know a few of the announcers Amanda Keller and um you know who was whoever was on the edge at that time and things like that Mikey he used to be on the road crew if you do listen to 96.1 the edge then you'll know who I'm talking about he's now the breakfast guy so happy for him he climbed his way to the top so to speak but anyway, so I was with working with Jen and um, she told me, like at this stage I had Jasmine and William, I think they were both still in preschool when I was, or it might have been just, no, William was in preschool and Jazz, my older one, was at school. And um, I remember, you know, talking to her about kids and things and she told me, she was older, uh, maybe in her 50s at the time, and she told me that she'd gone and had like two kids and then two kids later on and I'm like wow that is so weird like why would you do that how did you do that how? and she just told me it was amazing and I guess it always stuck in my head like how she did it you know like two kids two separate kids it's like two separate families with the same husband so you know and the same they're all siblings so it's um it's really strange and now look that's where I am I'm not saying I'm having another one anytime soon I don't really want to catch up to Jen but <laughs> It's just been weird, for lack of a better word, like just so strange, absolutely strange. I still got to like pinch myself and look at my life and think, wow, like this is so strange, but um, beautiful. And like I said, to have these two extra, like living babysitters, obviously they're my children and I love them and I don't expect them to babysit all the time. Um, but just to help out every now and then, you know, watch her while I have a shower or watch her while I like I said, get my nails done or go grab some milk and stuff for everybody else. So it's, you know, it helps everybody out. Or if I need time out and, you know, she's going to go to sleep, can I just go out and, you know, if she if she does start screaming, call me up, which they do. So don't worry about that. So, yeah, parenting that this time around is, is, is so weird. I'm so much older. When I was younger, I was sort of like, nah, they'll be right. They'll be right. She'll be right. No worries. It's all good. Now I'm a little bit more protective of Jacinta, I think, you know, being a lot older than I was. I was a kid myself, I guess, having kids so young. And, um, but it's still, it's such a beautiful thing. So I guess my point is, if you are thinking about it, while it's hard, it is great. And you'll have, you know, the other the other kids as your helpers. Although they're not home very often, you know, um, my oldest daughter's at uni now. So she just finished year 12 last year. So obviously that wasn't, she wasn't very available. Plus she's working and, it's not her baby so I don't expect her to look after it all the time or do everything but just you know occasionally and my son you know what boys are like <laughs> especially teenage boys like uh, oh you're gonna leave her here if you leave her here I'm not gonna talk to her I'm not gonna help her but he does because he loves her to death and she loves him and when he comes home and he walks in the door and she screams out his name it's so beautiful so that's parenting the third time around for me or what feels like the first in a way, but yeah, no, it's not, definitely the third. And I also wanted to talk to you about um, how I lost my mojo and how I got it back. I think it's kind of obvious how I lost it. So I've gone, you know, being in my 30s, mid 30s, planning to go overseas, this amazing trip with my older kids so I don't really have to, you know, drag prams around or babies or anything like that, or suitcases, they've got it all, you know, they'll do it all themselves. Obviously you help your kids out no matter what, but, they're old enough to do things for themselves and um yeah it was exciting time I had my my dream job or was on my way to my dream job I could see it I could see it 
in the on the distance in the horizon it was there it was coming and um i was really excited about what was happening in my life and where it was headed and then suddenly i found out i was pregnant and well that was exciting too and what's to come of that but then it's just all the the anxiety i guess which is involved and i guess it didn't hit me until well after my pregnancy because i was in shock i was literally in shock until i heard the heartbeat i didn't believe it like obviously i heard a heartbeat and i saw the ultrasound i'm like wow there's actually a baby but i can't believe it so it wasn't until she was born i could actually think this is my child but how did this happen <laughs> i know how i know how but i'm just saying like it's it was just amazing it was just a big miracle you know after that many years to fall pregnant and without not trying to if you know what i mean trying not to anyway so um it was just a big shock to me and then taking her to work i guess started to take its toll and my brother-in-law passed away and everything just sort of came to a head it was starting to come to a head just before that cuz i was really struggling at, with her at work um there was times when you know i couldn't do my job properly because i had a screaming baby and I, you can't just mute a baby you know if, oh can you just wait bub like give me give me 2 minutes i just got to do this traffic check and you know go into this intro of this song and say what's coming up and then you can scream all you want and all uh you know all through the next three songs or whatever you can you can scream but then after that can i mute you again no it doesn't work like that unfortunately <laughs> it would be good if we could right but then i reckon sometimes we just forget and leave them muted <laughs> oh that's mean but um yeah so it just all started to unravel towards you know uh, like i'd come back from maternity leave in april may june july it was it was all a struggle and then it just got worse as she got older and, and louder and noisier and then my brother-in-law passing away in um september it just i just didn't i mean if you've ever had a close loss that's had such an impact on your family you'll completely understand it you don't even know like where you are in the world where you stand especially having a baby it would just it just i was so lost that's the only word that I can tell you to describe it and that's um how I felt and that's what I was telling people I was lost the grief um came and went in waves but then I also had a baby to you know go through everything else with like baby things watch the wiggles or whatever it was so it was it, it was such a confusing time because it still is now but so yeah my mojo started to disappear not long after I had her when I stopped going to the gym and everything like that and to gain it back it was such a a long road it still is if i'm honest i'm still i'm still going through it now i'm still trying and i think that's part of life just trying every day to make yourself better and get on top of things and and do what you can and especially when you can see yourself falling down a hole or or being stuck or being lost uh, just speak to somebody get some help do whatever you can like thank god i had some I have some amazing friends in my life that were there for me and family members that just they knew they knew I wasn't myself and they would contact me and see how I am and even though I didn't want to speak to anybody I just they'd just keep going and try and you know get through to me and then after a while I like my relationship was was struggling as well because of the impact of my husband having lost his brother it just shook us all and, and trying to be there for my husband but be there as a a new mother it was just so hard and i i really did not i still still a bit lost 
So thank you God for my friends who were there, but I realized I needed professional help. And I thought, okay, this isn't getting, this situation isn't getting any better. It's getting worse. I'm lost. I don't know how to be there for anybody right now. I don't know how to be a good mother at this point in time because I'm struggling within myself. I'm struggling with my self-image, with my weight, with my um, insecurities, with everything. And so I seeked professional help, which a friend helped me out with. And I said to her, I think I need to see somebody, but I want to see somebody, you know, I'm a, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian. I want to see somebody that has those values because I think that's very important to me. And if you have the beliefs, then it's, it'll be important to you because it just it just is. It just makes a difference in the way they talk, in the way they, the things that they'll say to you, the way that we care about things like uh, your morals and your beliefs, all that will come into play. And so it was funny because um, when my friend told me about this lady, she's like, she's a gym instructor and she really pumps us up. And I didn't realize that she was a, um, a counsellor until I looked into her, she stalked her Facebook page, <laughs> that's what she told me, because she's like, wow, this lady's so empowering, this particular instructor, like, she just makes me feel so good, so her and her sister stalked her page, and then they realised, oh, okay, well, that's why, and, and she is, and so I started going to see her um, every week, and at first I was like, she's not doing anything, I'm I'm here for like this, like having a baby and for the loss of my brother-in-law and feeling like the loss of my relationship right now. And she's not helping with anything. She wants to talk about my parents and my siblings and my school years and high school. And what has this got to do with anything right now? And I was just, I was getting so angry inside. I just like, wanted to yell at her. And I'm thinking, you know what? She's a professional. She knows what she's doing. She's got the, the tools, maybe she, she's, this is for a reason. And I, I spoke to a few people about it, a few of my friends, and they're like, yeah, yeah, sometimes they'll go back into your past to understand. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't care about that stuff. I've dealt with my past. I want to talk about now. I want to talk about what's happening in my life right now. I need, I'm struggling with this right now. I feel like I'm drowning and from what's happening now, and I want to talk about it now, not in the past. It's going to take too long. By the time we get to now... I would have drowned already and uh, so I stuck with her and just gave her the benefit of the doubt and then slowly I guess I could start to see she was giving me not advice because you know they just sit there and listen I I don't even understand how it works probably because I I like to talk so much so I don't know how they can just listen but she's saying to me things like oh so what would you you know what do you think your husband would say if you said this to him or what do you think so-and-so would say if you said that to them or told them how you were feeling and then I'd say you know, whatever, are they, you don't be stupid or don't say those things or I don't think that, whatever it was. And then it started to change the thought pattern in my head. And then, and then I started to think, you know what, like, she's not that bad after all. She's not. And while I was doing that, I was reading an amazing book um, by Joyce Meyer, if you've ever heard of her. It's called Battlefield of the Mind. And um, it's a really good book. And it's about all the thoughts that we get in our head, all the lies that we're told, just the thoughts that come into our head. Evil is just circulating and saying these horrible, nasty things that just eat us up inside and make us feel so small, like, I don't know, you're fat, you're ugly, nobody cares about you, you're only there because you're a mum, you're whatever it is, like, they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to hang out with you. Um, nobody cares what you say or what you think and all this stuff is going around in my head so after reading this book 
although I lie, not reading. I'm still reading it at the moment, so I haven't read it yet. I'm up to chapter 19 at the moment, which is pretty good for me, being um, having started it in around October maybe, late September, no, maybe even later. I, I'm not sure. That's pretty good for me, nearly finishing it with a baby. <laughs> I used to love reading, but don't find the time too much for it, you know, with a, with a newborn or a newborn. She's how, how long can I say she's a newborn for? Is that like past now because she's nearly a year and a half I think so but you know what I mean so I've read that and um, speaking to friends and, and praying and reading bible scriptures and positive quotes and all the things that I used to live by I spoke to one of my friends recently and she said to me she's she knows like what I've been through and she's seen my fall and she's like I used to see you as such a positive person like you never had anything negative to say and and you were always like on, on a cloud nine in a way, you know, and I used to look up at you and think, how does she, how's she always so happy? Because I just, you know, all these things, all these positive quotes, all these, the secret and all these things that I've read and they get stuck in your head. And it, even the little sayings when you, that you hear as a child, there's no use crying over spilt milk. There's not, because what are you going to do about it? Crying is not going to help it. Clean it up and move on. And pretty much once you clean it up, you get over it, right? You're a bit annoyed because it's like a mark on the floor or whatever but you're over it it's not until it's left sitting there and you're like oh, who spilt the bloody milk on the floor why is it sitting there why do I have to do it why do I have to clean it why is it left for me and you just sit there staring at it and dwelling in it but then when you actually go clean it up it's gone and it's like you throw it away there's so many amazing sayings and things that that helped me every day get on top of my life on top of myself but what happened to me in this last year having a baby taking away my freedom um, just obviously not being able to do what I want when I want just not being able to like right now she's asleep I can't just go and get some groceries or I can't I can't do anything and if I do then I'm either leaving here by herself which I would never do or I'm gonna wake her up and I have to get everything organized and then I have to pay for the consequences later when I wake her up and she doesn't get enough sleep so it, it is a big change to my lifestyle from just picking up myself and running out the door, you know. So it's, I've had that impact and then losing my brother-in-law, feeling like I've lost myself and so much more and it's just been so tough and so I guess, you know, <laughs> from for such a positive person, uh, life found a way to, to get in and, and really knock me down. I think when I was already down and then I got kicked in the guts. And so I can't imagine, you know, what my, my husband and um, my my sister-in-law are going through and my mother-in-law, because obviously this impacts them as well. But I'm not here to talk about them. I'm here to talk about me and how I got on top of it. So what I want to say to you is if, you know, you're struggling in any way, whether it be from a baby and you've lost your, your life as such as I have, your freedom of life, um, or, you know something some major impact and you've had you've lost your career you've lost something you've just got to get back on the horse and go for it I can't do my job at the moment what I love to do because it just didn't doesn't work for me at the moment maybe when she goes to preschool in a few years or a year or so I can maybe go and do part-time or something I'm, I'm not sure but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it because the best thing for me to do to get over my, my drama, my issues, my anxiety, was to take a day at a time. So I can't look that far into the future. Yes, obviously you have goals and that's what I wanna do when she goes to preschool. I wanna get back into my radio career somehow. 
Um, but in the meantime, just taking it a step at a time. So at the moment, obviously, this year's a write-off in my eyes. Um, she'll turn two in October. Maybe next year I'll start looking into preschool. And, you know, one or two days. We'll see how that goes. I'm not fast. It's, you know, a year away. And that's fine. So in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy my time with her. Enjoy doing my podcast. And just focus on the things that I can do. And while I sit in my house with dishes in my sink and <laughs> things to be done that I used to be on top on top of because I was in a rush all the time, I was like, you know, on a schedule, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and I've got to do this before I do that, and this needs to be done. And it was just rush hour, constantly just rush, rush, rush all the time. So now I can just enjoy relaxing. But the only reason I can do that is because I'm working on getting my mojo back. So I um, downloaded an app because I couldn't get to the gym anymore because little Miss J doesn't like to sleep much through the night, so I wasn't uh, waking up for my class, which was, you know, I I don't want to say because I know lots of people wake up really, really early. (laughs) Well, my class was at 7 a.m., so I had to be there at 7, and um, I just, I couldn't get there. I couldn't get up. It was just a struggle every day. I mean, if you're up, so she goes to sleep at 7, and then she sometimes wakes up at 11 and starts screaming her head off, and then, you know, I'll put her back to sleep. And then about 3.30 or 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, she'll start screaming again. And, you know, she's just, I don't know, just keeps waking up. And it scream, she screams and screams like she's having a nightmare or something. Or like, I don't know, something horrible is happening. So I can't just leave her. I have to go and, you know, attend to her. And I used to put her in my bed, but I'm trying to break that habit right now. I'll tell you, it's a struggle. I'm not... Um, getting there completely. This morning she did the same thing. So she woke up last night. I was watching a movie with my husband. I think it was about 11. So I gave her some water. Might have been a bit later. I gave her some water and um, she fell back asleep. Well, after a while, I just sort of left her and then she fell back asleep. So I thought, okay, good. She'll she'll be out for the night. Because it is quite warm here in Sydney at the moment. Very uh, hot temperatures. Last night it was like 25 in her room. So that's probably got a lot to do with it at the moment, but I mean, she's a child and that's what they do, isn't it? Wake up in the middle of the night and disturb our sleep. And so I thought, okay, I'm good for tonight. Then I think it was 4.30, she woke up screaming and my husband's like, do you wanna, should we go see her? Are we gonna, are we gonna just leave her? And I thought, yep, I'm leaving her. I'm tired, I'm gonna sleep. I left her for a bit and she was just still screaming. And you know what, I can't even remember if I went in there or not. (laughs) I think I did just leave her. And then again at 5.30, the same thing happened. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? I can't do this. So I went in and tried to lay her down and I said some prayers with her. And she just, it's amazing. When I, I don't even have to touch her. I'm just in the room praying with her and she'll just listen. She didn't close her eyes, she was just listening. And so at the end I tried to sneak out and of course that didn't work. And she was screaming and I thought, okay, I can't, I can't sleep with you screaming like this. So I broke my you know, have it, and I put her in, put her in our bed, but this is 5.30 in the morning, but she wanted to play, she smacked my husband in the, in the head, in the face, um, she had her head in my back, and it felt like a big, massive brick on my back or something, I didn't know what was going on, I was half asleep, and she's just being silly, so I picked her up, and I put her in a bed, and then she fell asleep, and she fell asleep till 8.30, and, or 8 o'clock this morning, and I was like, man, this kid, so I'm struggling with that at the moment. So that's why I stopped going to the gym. I even did try and um, go to Fernwood. I did a, like a one week trial. I thought, I'll see how this goes because 
you know, this is a woman's gym, they've got a crash here so I can take her with me, although that's not what I wanted to do, I love just getting up, grabbing my bag and running out the door, but I thought, you know what, my life's different now, I have to roll with the punches and I have to try something else out that's going to work for both of us. So I um, did this, you know, one week trial at Fernwood, well the first day, so I signed up and after everything I went on the treadmill, I was on the treadmill for 10 minutes when I got a call, um, you know, I needed to come back to the crèche, uh, she's screaming, she's unsettled, she wants her mummy, she misses her mummy, and um, I had to go back. So I was like, okay, well that was a bit of a waste, but alright, fair enough, first day. Next day I went again, which is good for me to go twice in a row to the gym. So I went back, and because um, I thought I've got to get her used to this. And then, uh, so Tuesday I went, and got about half an hour I think workout, which isn't bad. But then, so I had a friend that was going to the gym as well, so it was good. So we met up and we had a talk and, you know, and I just found by the time I got there, by the time I packed her bag, got out the door, drove up to the gym, which is like 15 minutes away, did my workout, you know, picked her up from the crèche, said thank you to the lady, walked out, spent some time with my friend who was working out as well, drove back home, it was like after lunchtime, and I'm like, this, I can't do this every day, this is just ridiculous. I used to go to work out at seven o'clock in the morning, be home by eight, you know, jump in the shower, be ready to leave the house 8.30 or quarter to nine to do whatever I wanted, you know, for the day, and then just be ready or clean or whatever I wanted to do. But now I'm coming home at one o'clock and need to have lunch, need to give her lunch. She needs to sleep, I need to shower. Ah, I can't do this. I can't do this every day. This is just insane. But I tried again on Wednesday. At least I got a 45 minute workout. Um, it was a little bit interrupted. The Tuesday too, actually. I, I don't think I did get half an hour. I think I got um, less because what happened, I went and worked out and then they called me. I think I was doing a class and then they called me, so I stopped the class. Went in, hung out with her in the crèche for a bit, tried to go back out, and then they came and called me again, and then every time I'd try and leave, she was just not having it. So I was like, okay, well, there goes that day. And the Wednesday, pretty much the same thing, but I did get a little bit longer. Thursday and Friday, I was exhausted just from the days, like getting there and being there and getting home that time, and just like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. And I think I, I didn't go the Thursday because I had something on. I had an appointment, I thought I had an appointment, turns out the appointment wasn't until Friday, so then I couldn't go Friday either, that's what happened. And then my one week trial was over and I was like, well, that trial didn't go too well. You know what, I think I'm just going to work out from home. And yeah, if you've ever tried working out from home, it's not as easy as just saying it like that because there's so many distractions, distractions of your phone ringing because at the gym obviously your phone's not with you. But your phone's with you at home, your baby's with you at home, uh, the doorbell's with you at home. <laughs> so many things are there. So there's so many distractions. But I thought, you know what, I've got to be, I've got to discipline myself. No more excuses because I need to exercise. Healthy mind, healthy body. I'm not happy about my body at the moment. Yes, I've had a baby, but I want to tone up a bit. I'm not fitting into my old clothes. And I want to. And I want to feel good when I go shopping. I want to be able to... Um, you know, just buy clothes off the rack, not just have to try everything on in so many different sizes and be disappointed and feel sick afterwards because of, you know, my body and that's because of having a baby. It's changed and I get that, but it still means a lot to me to be happy with my body. In saying that, I've never been happy with my body, 
but you know I think as a woman a lot of us have a tendency to hate ourselves <laughs> to hate our bodies so I'm trying to be happy with it now and so going to the gym even though I'm not a perfect eight or ten or even I'm, I'm close to a 12 now so I can't believe I just said that out loud but um I'm in between some yeah 12 to 14 at the moment but I had a baby all right and it's mostly my tummy that's where it went that got stretched like out miles and miles away so now it's got to go back in and it's really hard to get it back in it's lots of hard work and exercise and eating boring food which I absolutely love my food anyone that knows me will know that I love my food I, I have a, a motto which my family make fun of me for it's um oh, I can't think of it right now um, food is life food is life and my husband thinks I'm an idiot but it is because you know when like, what's what's living what's life it's being with people being around people yes obviously we have to eat every day to keep us to give our body strength and fuel to get through the day especially with babies but we need food but what makes food good is when you're sharing it with people like at a party or a dinner you know a date night you're sharing food with everybody around you that's what makes it good or when you make a nice meal and you sit down with your family and you're like oh I don't know maybe it's just me I'm like so do you like my dinner <laughs> and they'll just look at me and they're like yeah it's nice I'm like I mean it's nice is it like really nice or is it just nice <laughs> yeah I'm a bit crazy but um food is life food to me is life and so you know that's a bit of a predicament when I love my food but I want to be you know a healthy size 8 to 10 or at least a 10 maybe I'll be happy with a 10 I don't know I just want to look good in a bikini that's that's my goal so I've got to discipline myself so I downloaded this app it's called um, workout for women I downloaded a few apps and I tried them and it's actually free so it's amazing and I've been using it and I actually feel like I've only been doing it for two weeks so I'm not gonna get too excited but I feel like I use it more so basically I feel like I go to the gym more now at home than I was actually going to the gym and I was paying so I'd go to three times a week so if I'm doing half an hour on this app every day like five days then to me that's better and I actually feel better I feel I don't think I've lost anyway like any kilos but I feel like I look better a little bit more toned or maybe it's just healthy mind healthy body I don't know but you can do it from home you've just got to be disciplined just go for it so if that's what you want to do do it so that's how I'm helping to get my mojo back you know being out of routine not having my job anymore all these things help me lose it but there's so many different things that can help you get it back so if you're struggling with your mojo at the moment try everything you know speak to people that you know care that you know care about you um read up on books there are some really good self-help books and i know people laugh when you say self-help i don't care i think they're amazing and they've gotten me to where i am today and sometimes from past experiences i always think you know without god in my life without these particular books and these pieces of advice and these quotes i I wouldn't have got through because i've had some hard times so yeah if you're struggling maybe start with battlefield of the mind talk to some friends talk to somebody there's no harm in in speaking to a counselor if you don't like them give them a little bit of time because it does take time for you to understand where they're coming from why they're asking you certain questions maybe you want to talk about I don't know your divorce or something and they're talking about your childhood and you're like what the hell's this got to do with my divorce my parents never even met my husband I don't know but um that's not me I'm just saying 
just trying to pull out some weird scenario <laughs> so but give them time because they do know what they're doing and speak to people you know that you are close with because they do care about you and they will give you advice and I've got some amazing advice from from friends from um, my siblings from my counselor <laughs> from lots of people so it's good to do to speak and I always I like to talk a lot so I've always thought you know I self counsel myself because I talk to people about it so talking is really good because it gets it out and you know they also say to write it down if, you, if you're going through things you can write it down and um, it makes it gets it out so you feel better about it so that's how um, I'm getting my mojo back as I said it's a work in progress um, I'm having at the moment uh, I guess like it comes and goes in waves so I, I mentioned that I'd stop seeing my counsellor I think uh, in the lead up to Christmas as you do you know we, we had a break and I was going away in January so I said oh how about we you know make it like I'll come back around maybe mid-February or March or something like that and then um, I went away to Queensland I actually really needed her I had I had a bit of a breakdown there um, I was with my family but you know when it hits it hits right and um, I was just in a really bad place and luckily I have a very good friend who I just called she was probably like who's calling me from Queensland and um, she was just there for me when I needed her and while I broke down on the phone she just listened to me and supported me in the way that I needed and at that time I felt like she was the only person I could talk to um, like right in that that moment because you know for whatever reason just listen to your instincts let them guide you and she was amazing and so after I spoke to her I felt a bit better and I went for a walk along the beach and cleared my mind and and that was amazing that that's therapy in itself just going for a walk along the beach it's just so beautiful clears your head the ocean is my happy place it is you know where my soul belongs one day I'll me and the ocean will meet again (laughs) I'm so lame (laughs) that's what my husband would say too but um when I was there, I was like, wow, I need my counsellor. And that's when it really hit me that she's she's good. Like, she knows what she's doing because she's obviously done something to me or helped me in such a way that now I'm away in Queensland, far away from supposedly all my problems, but I'm thinking about my counsellor right now and how much I need to talk to her and I wish I could just pick up the phone and give her a call. And so when I came back, you know, things get back to normal, back to routine. But then I started having the, you know, it was coming and going up and down, up and down. So you have, I'd have a good day, I'd have a bad day, I'd have a good day, I'd have a bad day. And just trying to keep my head above the water, like dog paddling, I guess, or, you know, paddling to just keep my head up. And sometimes I'd be up and sometimes I'd be down and I was just struggling and didn't realise. And she sent me a message uh, last weekend, I think it was, when I started my first podcast and um, she said, oh, hi, I'm just checking in, you know, you, you mentioned that you were thinking about coming back this, you know, at, in the beginning of, at, in February or March or whatever. Um, I've, I'm available this time, next week, whatever. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah. Mm. No, I don't need counselling anymore. I don't think I need it. But I'm not going to reply right now. I just, I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm in a good place, but I, I don't know. I just, um... It's Saturday or Friday, I think it was. I'll just leave it over the weekend and then I'll um, I'll get back to that. And then Saturday, I had a great day. I was on a high. I was in a really good mood. 
but um, my husband went, uh, he was in Adelaide for a few days and so I was a bit lonely, I missed him and when he came back I was very happy that he was coming home but he was really low and then, you know, having going through what he's been going through um, and it just sort of rubbed off on me and we just, <laughs> I just got, Sunday was a bad day, the next day was a really bad day and then I'm thinking, okay, I do need this counsellor, I do need to go back. So I messaged her on the Monday and I said, yep, I'll take you up on that offer. I'm coming in, I'm coming in to see you. And then during that week, I had, you know, another great day and another bad day and another good day and another bad day. And I'm like, wow, man, like, I am a mess at the moment and I do feel like I'm I'm drowning and I can't, you know, I can't swim properly. I'm struggling to swim. I can't swim anyway, so <laughs> that's probably why that's a good analogy for me because I can't swim so I can just picture myself like struggling to get over these waves and being dunked because that's happened and um, just you know struggling to keep my head above the water as Avril Lavigne says in her song God keep my head above water so true so yeah my, my counsellor has been great and um, I've gone back to her once this year so far like since you know um, she got in contact with me and I will see her again next week because like I said there's nothing wrong with it and it's just good to to talk to somebody about these issues, especially I think somebody that's not related, they don't know anybody, they've not grown up with you, they don't know your past, they don't know anything, they just know what you're saying, you know, what you're wearing your heart on your sleeve and they can only judge you on that. And it's just a good feeling to have them listen. And it's funny because when um, at the end of our session, she goes to me, wow, I'm so glad you came back. Like there's so much going on. So I feel like, with her she doesn't know where to start because there's so much happening there's so much going on in my head in my crazy head that she's like this is a great case for me because I can get so much from this but um yeah it's it's so good it's obviously it's good if she's getting stuff out of it besides getting paid but I'm getting something out of it too but I'm not going to give up my reading and my quotes and I think that's what, what I have to do again get back to all my quotes and um, one quote that actually when I was doing, I was thinking about doing my, my podcast and the very first um, one that I did, well, this is only my second one, so <laughs> it's not like I've done 100. But so when I was thinking about getting into it or starting it up and I was doing a bit of research and um, I saw this quote and I just thought uh, I should have written down who it was from, so I apologise. But where focus goes, energy flows. So where are you sending your focus and I thought okay I'm trying to I, I want things to be good I want I want this podcast to be good and I don't know how to do it I've got no idea how to do this so I just started focusing on it and thinking about it and then it just happened I've done my first one this is now my second I don't know I, um, <laughs> how good it is or if anybody's listening or cares or just you just listen and think I'm crazy don't worry I think I'm crazy too but it's just it's done now. I've done my first. This is my second. So where my focus went, my energy went to as well. And so now I'm putting energy into these podcasts and I'm enjoying it because it's giving me a bit of me time back or something about me. It takes me back to my, my radio days. Not that they were that long ago, but just being on air, it was it's, it's like a drug. It's um, addictive and it was so much fun. And even though I never felt 100% confident in what I was doing, I always got good feedback but it, when I'd turn on that microphone, I just felt 
yeah, like you're on cloud nine. This is exciting. It's it's like a drug. Not that I take drugs. Now everyone's going to think I take drugs. I don't take drugs. It's a natural drug. Another weird quote that I always used to say is like, I get high on life. <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband's right. I am lame. Wow. <laughs> I'm allowed to be. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm lame. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I get high on life. I don't need any any drugs. I do drink alcohol, but <laughs> that's a different story. Don't need drugs. Life is good enough, and there's so many different things in life that you can enjoy. And if you've ever done radio, you'll understand what I'm saying. And now I'm getting high on podcasting. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy. All right, well, I think that's about enough for today. Um, yeah, so next week or next podcast I'll talk to you about the highs and lows of being at home a stay-at-home mum again Um, I guess I've kind of covered that haven't I but yeah like what's happening now in my life more so I guess the highs and lows of it and uh, yeah so thanks for listening to my second podcast if you listen all the way through if you've got any messages (laughs) or questions for me please be nice I know I'm crazy already, like I don't need you to um, tell me that. But yeah, you can send it to anchor.fm forward slash Mazahood. That's M-A-Z-A-H-O-O-D, Mazahood. So anchor.fm forward slash Mazahood for all your messages and questions. Be nice. Remember, I'm trying to get my mojo back. But of course, constructive criticism is always good. I can handle it. I've put myself out there for this. So it's um, time for me to step up to the plate. So thank you. Have a wonderful weekend and um, hope to talk to you again soon. Bye.